Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. Today I want to chat about naturopaths, nutritionists, functional GPs. What is the difference with these um, modalities, I guess is the word for it, with these different healthcare practitioners? Who do you see? When do you see them? Um, and how, you know, how do they differentiate? As well as dietitians, actually, um, because they play a really, really important important role um, in healthcare, especially because they are in the um, government-linked system here in Australia. So you get healthcare rebates if you see a dietitian as opposed to, um, say, a nutritionist, which I'll jump into anyway. Before we get into today's episode, just a little reminder, a couple ways you can get to the root cause of what's going on with you and your bloating and your gut issues. You can either join my root cause program or there is a self-paced program for those who want to track triggers, want to start to heal their gut, want to get their hands on some good recipes. And that's called the Gut Health Solution. So I used to run that as a live program, but now I want you to be able to access that and start that at any time that you like and that works for you. So that's just on my website, www.sheridanbecker.com. So go over, have a squeeze at that. All right. So starting with, you know, from the beginning, basically it can be hard to know who to see and who to see for what. Because back when I was sick, so, you know, when I was 18, 19, I saw a range of different people, definitely more of a medical rather than a functional approach. Like I saw naturopaths, um, I saw one or two naturopaths, which is a little bit more herbal, like they um, just use herbs, which I know can vary a lot between naturopaths now. I saw some Chinese medicine lady, uh, so that was getting acupuncture and I was on some Chinese medicine herbs, but mainly it was gynecologist because I wasn't having the periods. Um, a lot of different doctors uh, for things like the birth control, the severe stomach pain, the bloating, the fatigue, constipation, um, and then immunologists because I always had the really low white blood cell count as well. So like I said, definitely more of a medical approach because the things that I kind of went through was MRI scans and bone marrow biopsies and um, pelvic ultrasound scans, uh, blood testing, that kind of stuff, just to try and figure out what exactly was going on with me. I actually never saw a dietitian because my diet was quote unquote good. Like that wasn't really the issue. It's not like I didn't know what to eat. Retrospectively now, I was definitely under eating I was not eating enough carbohydrates and I really stuffed my blood sugar levels and gave myself PCOS for that like going down that route um but I didn't you know I didn't have an issue eating veggies and meat and stuff it was more just I was under eating and 
I didn't have periods and I didn't know my doctors never told me that that was the link as such um, as well as my high stress because even when I sort of ate more I still didn't get my period back until I got on top of my exercise and on top of my stress so it's like for me all three golden ducks need to be lined up my stress has to be well managed I have to be eating enough food and I have to be exercising within my means to A, keep my periods, to B, not get acne and um, to, you know, to feel good and stay on top of my fatigue. If one of those goes out, I will lose my period, my hormones will go shit and my acne comes back. So I really, really, really need to manage myself. Um, but I never got any answers going down that route. So it wasn't until I saw a functional health coach. She wasn't a nutritionist, but she claimed as to be a functional health coach. She was actually my mentor in my FDN training. So after I finished my master's um, in nutrition, so I did sports science and did master's nutrition, she was my mentor for FDN. And she was the one who's like, you need to do some stool testing. You need to do some hormone testing and I actually kind of, got an idea of what was going on with my body so she was incredible and that's why I don't like I don't look negatively along people who say don't have a degree or something because I'm like some of the most amazing people I know do not have university degrees and to be fair I don't use my degrees really like I don't use my sports science degree and I don't use anything I've was taught or um, studied in my master's like all the stuff I work with clients is self-learned short courses um and further education things that i've done post like from fdn and post fdn onwards rather than you know stuff i learned back in my degree to be fair i don't work in sports science anymore um and i don't work in the fitness industry so if i was i would use some of that stuff so but on top of that, actually, there's a business called Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, which my friend Toby owns and runs, and he doesn't have a university degree, and he is amazing. If you know anyone with CFS, um, Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, get them to go and have a look at that because his stuff is just incredible. So sometimes these are the best people. They've got life experiences. Um, they've tried lots of supplements. They've tried lots of diet. They've tried lots of different ways of living so they can resonate with you wherever you're at with your health. And even though I do have the degrees, like I said, that definitely gives me access to things that I would not be able to have access to otherwise. But I believe that my firsthand knowledge and the things I've tried and the money I've spent and the people I've seen is what makes me so good at my job. So remember that the lines blur between these. So between dietitians, naturopaths, nutritionists, functional GPs, there is a spectrum. So what I'm going to talk about today is not set in stone. So if you're another health practitioner and you're listening to this and go, oh, Sheridan, but I do do that um, and I don't do that, please don't take offense at any of it. I'm just giving a real basic outline for those who don't really know the difference at all. So basically dietitians that's a university degree so you got to do it's about four years in Australia you can do that combined with a nutritionist degree as well I believe um, and you actually become registered uh, with a government association and you become an accredited practicing dietitian so you can work in a range of settings as a dietitian I believe so hospitals clinics aged care but also private practices um, but also in a range of different areas. So obesity, allergies, cholesterol, diabetes, cancer. So 
I know you can do nutrition-based work as a dietitian, but you also have that access to going to more clinical work, which uh, nutritionists generally doesn't have that side of things. Um, and it is highly regulated as a dietitian as well. So, you know, what you can and can't do is um, definitely um, a lot more regulated than, say, nutritionists where there are not the same governing laws and same registrations around it, which can be good but can also mean that you get a range of different people in the field and in the industry doing things that maybe they shouldn't be doing or teaching things that maybe they shouldn't be teaching so there's pros and cons of each the experiences I've had with dietitians with clients is that they get their one or two Medicare referrals they go there you know they get given their eating plan or a low-fat FODMAP eating plan and that's kind of it and off they go on their way there isn't that further investigation but often that is generally the case if you do get medicare referrals because even from working in the sports science clinics i've worked in people kind of only follow through with their couple medicare referrals and that's it um so it is very very different I don't know dietitians who do functional testing but i'm sure there are some out there um because it's not something particularly that's taught in their degree per se. So it's just a different approach. Some, um, you know, there's plenty of good dietitians out there, but I've also had lots of negative experience with dietitians as well. So it can be a bit hit and miss, but it definitely has more of that clinical aspect if that's what you're into. For me, I'm not interested in that. I'm, you know, it's not my passion to work in hospitals, to do diabetes, cancer, diseases, um, high cholesterol, not not what I'm interested in I'm interested in gut health like primarily like that's my thing and then how that impacts the hormones so then we have a nutritionist so you nutritionist you know you're more thinking designing coordinating implementing um, health population staff so can work on that community health level can work in hospitals um, also in research food scientists um, uh, you know designing foods like uh, say Nestle would have nutritionists that work for them in different companies. So you definitely have that kind of broader food technology aspect as well as like meal plans and helping people eat. So it's kind of got both of those. So you do get a tertiary education. You can get that in nutrition. Um, there's definitely cert threes and fours in nutrition now as well. You can be registered depending on your level of qualification. So I register with um, CMA, so it's a governing body. Um, otherwise, it's like Nutrition Society of Australia. Definitely check someone's registrations if you're going to see a nutritionist. Um, and again, it can be a variety of things. Now, I classify myself as a functional nutritionist because I've done extra studies post my master's um, in functional testing. So I don't just do here's your 1200 or 1800 calorie meal plan. These are recipes to go eat. That's not my thing. I'm not interested in it. I want to know about gut health. I want to know a bit about macros and tracking and I want to know about hormone health. So that's why I chuck the functional in front of it because I have more of that functional health aspect. I'm, you know, I don't want to go into food technology or food testing or those kinds of things, but that definitely is an option if you're a nutritionist. Um, and then you've got natural natu naturopathy and get it out my mouth properly um, which a lot of yous would associate naturopathy with herbs but that's not always the case um, 
lots of naturopaths I know still give food advice um, and lots of nutritionists I know still give herbs like I work with herbs primarily um, in eradication but also hormone balancing herbs not as liquid herbs so whereas a naturopath often will give you liquid herbs um, is seen as alternative medicine I guess kind of like nutrition is a bit as well so it's not as regulated either um, usually there's advanced diploma in naturopathy um, or degrees through like Endeavor Health and stuff like that to be a naturopath. So, excuse me. Um, yeah, I love naturopaths. I think they're great. I will definitely know quite a lot of naturopaths now who do functional testing, have a naturopath degree and work really well with herbs, do the functional testing side of things, do the hormone stuff, um, do the stool stuff as well. So, there's, I believe that nutrition and naturopathy overcross more and then into that sort of functional nutritionist or naturopaths who do functional or stool or hormone testing as well as opposed to dietitians just because dietitians are also so highly regulated. Private healthcare will give back to naturopaths in some places. They used to do nutritionists, but I know the laws changed around that. So I don't know the ins and outs of that anymore because I used to be registered with Booper and some of those providers, but for what it was costing me per year to be registered for the amount of people who would actually use it, it wasn't worth it for me. Um, and then we think about functional medicine. So functional medicine is like looking at the root cause of stuff. So that's going, okay, how can we get you to function optimally? So then you get things like functional GPs or integrative GPs. So they are a doctor, but they've done further studies in functional medicine, but higher than what I've done because I've um, done FDN which was a shorter course but some of these doctors have done like really really in-depth study into you know like inflammation and genes and environment and lifestyle and all that stuff as well so that's why I love to work with a functional GP if someone's got a functional GP I'm stoked because it means I've got someone to do compounded scripts or access to hard to get antibiotics or you know that deeper study into someone's like biochemistry or their genes or those kinds of things so I love it and I encourage all my clients to have a GP because you still need someone to do that stuff that I can't do and that's out of my scope as well so there is more of a cost than a regular GP but that's because they're spending like an hour with you not 10 minutes in out so you're still paying a couple hundred dollars to see them and getting your Medicare rebate but they're so much more comprehensive because they've got time as opposed to, like I said, if you're going to a GP just to get bloods done, you're in, you're out, um, off you go. So it's more of a, um, what's the word? Yeah, it's just more of a comprehensive holistic service as opposed to your regular GP. So I always recommend working with someone you trust as a nutritionist or a functional nutritionist or naturopath, someone who's got access to the herbs and the testing and, you know, more of an ongoing holistic care and then having those spikes of GP visits in between there when you need them as well, especially when it comes to, like I said, um, testing or compounded scripts or things as well, because um, that can be super, super helpful. So, yeah, just have a look at someone's um, degrees, have a look at their qualifications, see what they're doing day to day, um, suss them out as a person, and then also make sure you've got a good GP to work with, because like I said, that does make a really, really big difference. 
So I hope that was helpful. Um, if you've got questions on that, because I do often get questions from people who are like, I want to do what you're doing. Um, definitely reach out, flip me a message. There's lots of different ways to be involved in the health industry without going the route that I did with sports science and the master's nutrition and then FDN and other studies. Um, but, you know, everyone does it differently and you can always upskill later. And I think that's the beauty of study. And when you love what you do, you're always researching, you're always learning, you're always doing extra courses. So, yes, please reach out. And if you're ready to get to the root cause and want to do some functional testing, just send me a DM on Instagram, send me root cause or flip me an email or book in a free health chat and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking. Music.